obsessed with her. I, I think that's what it really is. It's not Matt. It's it's little Scott. He has a thing for <laughs> Gloria. It was kind of cool that she said she's going to put Laura in reverse, but I didn't understand what that was supposed to do. I don't even know what Aura does to begin with. <laughs> Scott and T-Bob were abused. It was about the best word I could put to it. There was way too much of that. Select the mask agents best suited for this mission. Jason G, DJ, movie writer, 80s guru, vehicle code name, Frontier. Wyatt B, sound engineer, movie writer, airman, vehicle code name, Dakota. Personnel approved. Assemble Mobile Armored Strike Command. Welcome, MassCast listeners, to our silver episode, MassCast 25 where we will be breaking down yet another episode of Mask, episode 19, called The Ghost Bomb. In this episode, Venom plots to destroy the Panama Canal with a captured nuclear submarine. Of course, I am your host, Jason, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, the Pac-Man to my Cubert. Wyatt, how are you tonight? That's another good analogy. You're coming up with some good ones. Well, I just saw Wreck-It Ralph, so I'll, it was fresh in my mind. Uh, that's that's one I really want to come see, go see. Uh, hopefully, one of these weekends we can uh, lend little Scott off to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well worth it. I took my two boys, and uh, all three of us came out of the movie theater very happy. And uh, there's a couple points I think I was the loudest one laughing in the theater just at some of the references to uh, to the 80s arcade games. I don't stuff. doubt it. So. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So go out and see that and uh, you will not be disappointed. That's good. Put it that way. So, um, wow, it's been a while since we've done a mass cast. I guess about a month. <laughs> yeah, that's more than a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and for our listeners, we just uh, been trying to come up with a good time for us to start meeting again. We've had some changes in our schedule and stuff, so we're just kind of winging it right now. And uh, hopefully we can get back on track to releasing them on a regular basis, which has usually been every couple of weeks. Um, but we are back on track, and we are also now on Stitcher Radio. I got us a link on there so you if you have the stitcher radio app for your smartphone or uh for your tablet you can listen to us there or uh of course on itunes if you uh are in the apple world um those will both have our new episodes and don't forget you can always go to mixcloud.com slash mask the movie and find our mascast archive which goes all the way back to the beginning, back when we were just amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and now we're uh, we're up to episode twenty five, which is a pretty big accomplishment, I would say. <laughs> it is, especially this last month. Uh, like Jason said, we've been having some scheduling conflicts. A lot. Of, we've both really just been uh, busy in our own personal lives, and the uh, Hurricane Sandy didn't exactly help us out either. Right. So, uh, well, especially for you, um, didn't didn't affect me too much, but. Uh, yeah, it affected Glad me. That. Yeah, it affected me twice. And uh, if anybody follows me on Twitter, uh, you can go back through the Twitter posts and uh, you can see what I uh, what I typed up along the way. But <laughs> uh, in any event, I think it's time to get back onto it, don't you think? I I believe so. We're uh, at number twenty five on our way to a hundred. All righty. So uh, let's do it. Let's start the mouse cast. Look at them, two birds in the sun. Yeah, Panama sure's got plenty of both. So we fade in on Scott and T-Bob parasailing slash skiing in Panama with Dusty pulling them in the gator boat. We see the two youths are going back and forth, kind of almost crashing into each other. They're joking about. And then we see T-Bob you know, making a little joke that he should call himself Ski-Bob. Uh, then we get it. Scott saying that Boy, Gloria's sure missing a great time. Well, you know girls, they'd rather get tan than get wet. Of course, this just continues to add He's obsessed with her. I I think that's what it really is. It's not Matt, it's it's little <laughs> Scott. He has a thing for Gloria. <laughs> Got a crush on Gloria. It could be. But um so suddenly we see then see a ship breaking apart with a couple screaming for help. Of course, you know, Matt is already keen on it and has Dusty, like, book it over there. He yells up to Scott and T-Bob using a uh, little megaphone to land on the beach. And as they're racing across the water, they notice a submarine, just the periscope, mind you, coming right at them. And, of course, you know, Matt, the ever-foresight leader, he speculates, That's what must have cut the yacht in half. And then Matt grabs the controls as they are trying to steer clear of the approaching periscope. And this kind of begs the question to me, is Matt that much of a control freak that he can't trust Dusty to drive the gator boat? (laughs) Well, you know, you get in the passenger seat, and Matt, of course, is the uh, type A personality. So, uh, (laughs) And Dusty, you know, he comes off as kind of a, I don't know, hick from the backwoods. Yeah, he kind of does. Don't knock me, though. Come on. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah, you think he would uh, he would know how to steer his own boat. But I did like that in this episode. It really goes quick right into the action. It didn't really set it up too much. You know, usually, at least over the last I don't know few episodes, there's always something going on with Scott and T Bob taking pictures or out and about. And this time it was just a little thing, and then boom, right into the action. So right. I thought that was good. So continuing on. Um, Matt, as they uh, as they swerve to go around the periscope, Matt notices a logo on the side of the periscope, and it's uh, from this Bolt Corporation, which he gave a grant to for their research. Um, they finally get up close to the uh, the yacht that is pretty much exploded in the water. He throws an inflatable life raft over to help the people. Uh, he makes some little quip there about 
uh, it's not a yacht, but it'll get you to shore or something. And then he uh, turns around. They turn around to check on the sub. And Dusty tries to hail it on the radio. This is Water Vehicle 009. Submarine, do you read? Well, since they don't feel like socializing, let's see if they'll smile to us. So, Matt uses Gator's computer to zoom in and look inside the sub underneath the water. Now, they don't really explain, you know, how they're doing it, I don't believe. I mean, it's pretty cool capability that you can maybe have a, a camera or something underneath the Gator boat and you're trying to, zo- right. <laughs> trying to zoom in on them. But it wasn't really explained how this capability actually worked. Uh, but nonetheless, they zoom in and they look in through the uh, little windows on the side of the sub. There's no one aboard. I think Matt even refers to it as a... It's like a ghost ship. And Dusty is kind of wondering who's steering this thing into the Panama Canal. Right. And they kind of just continued into the canal. They follow a boat, following, and then we see um, the submarine and then them. And then it kind of just stops and that's when might suggested that it's time to call in bolt research to see what's going on of course next we see matt driving thunderhawk while he's speaking with one of those researchers and ends up being guy's name is joe we don't know who did it but two days ago someone stole brian the brain brian's a top secret computer with limited thinking and reasoning abilities and brian controls the submarine by remote control you got it he takes the place of captain and crew. We were testing him in the sub to try and get a military contract. Well, then Matt overstates the obvious that whoever owns Brian the Brain now owns a nuclear sub. Then he goes right. on and says that you know he will board it and see who the new owners are. So then we find ourselves being ushered in to the Venom realm with, this, with their theme music. Kind of know that they're coming on board now. Uh, so while we're looking around at the rural offshore scenery, we see end up coming upon good old Rax and Dagger relaxing with Miles and Vanessa, uh, patiently waiting for something. Then we see the camera leading us into the building, where we end up seeing Brian the Brain. Phase one of our plan is a total success. It's nice to have a brain finally running things. She is right. You could not have done it without me. Yeah! That thing sure is smart! Too bad I can't say the same about you. And then Mayhem, he tells Rax to uh, prepare Switchblade, which I thought was kind of odd that uh, he would tell Rax to do that, and that it was time for Phase 2 to go into play. So they cut back to Mask... Uh, Matt shows footage of the sub to Glory and Dusty, and all, he says all the hatches are welded shut. Tight as a drum. No way in unless we cut the welds. But they could be booby-trapped. Right, Gloria. We don't want any unpleasant surprises. Scott, he's holding uh, T-Bob as he's swimming. So he's kind of <laughs> holding T-Bob's legs and letting T-Bob do all the work. And they swim up to Matt, and Scott says, Hey, Dad, look! I've found a great way to scuba dive! I've turned 
turn T-Bob into a torpedo. T-Bob must be short for Torpedo Bob. Of course. And that's how we're going to get into the sub. T-Bob will go up a torpedo tube. So Matt uh, gets this plan together. He wants to use him kind of like a camera to, you know, go in and see what's inside the sub. And T-Bob, of course, he makes another joke here about being renamed Torpedo Bob. And uh, so they get T-Bob all suited up in this, like, wetsuit. Um, oh, that just confused the heck out of me. He's in there <laughs> already soaking wet, pulling right, pulling Scott all the way around. Now he needs a wetsuit? Well, Whatever. I guess when you're, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of silly, even just to see him with the, the breathing mask and everything, too. I, anyway, so... Uh, the uh, shark is right there, Gloria's vehicle, and uh, they insert T-Bob into this like launcher in the front of Shark, and uh, Gloria gets in. Shark goes shooting into the water and converts, and Scott starts to complain about a couple of different things. It seemed like, but uh, he's complaining that T-Bob's out of focus and he can't see either. Scott and Matt are watching. T-Bob through, through Thunderhawk's computer. And then, you know, T-Bob goes right back at Scott. Ooh, what did you expect? The 6 o'clock news? Well, you're sort of the anchorman for this show. <laughs> oh. That was another kind of roll-your-eyes moment there that for was, me. That but, was uh, a roll-your-eyes moment for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Shark it approaches the sub, and then Gloria launches T-Bob. And T-Bob enters the sub through the torpedo tube. And Matt and Scott, well, Matt mainly, they are a little pushy to T-Bob right here. Quick, T-Bob, keep moving. I'm doing the best I can. So as T-Bob looks at this item, as he's walking into the, the loading bay, uh, Matt has him zoom in on it. Hold it right there, T-Bob. Give me a zoom in. One close-up coming up. Looks like a giant wad of bad bubble gum. Let's hope it doesn't pop. That's plastic explosive. Get out fast, T-Bob. T-Bob ends up crawling out, but right at the end of the tube, he ends up getting stuck. Now Gloria jumps in and says, mask on, her mask lowers. Then she swims out and tries to pull T-Bob out. With no luck, Gloria puts Aura in reverse and then uses it on T-Bob. Well, it ends up twisting him out and then throwing Gloria into one of the ailerons on Shark. And it cuts off one of her air hoses on the uh, Aura mask. T-Bob now rushes down and tries to wake her up with the rest of the team held in suspense as we go to the ever-popular commercial break. Right, and, you know, it was kind of cool that she said she's going to put Aura in reverse, but I didn't understand what that was supposed to do. I mean, I don't even know what Aura does to begin with, no. let alone what the reverse, what it does when it's in reverse. Right. But, um... That was some decent drama. Uh, lady in distress and poor old T-Bob. He seems like he can't do anything right there. But 
as we come back out of the commercial, Scott asked Matt. Dad, what are you going to do? Time for a double dip, Dusty. Matt and Dusty just basically dive right in after uh, Gloria. T-Bob, we get down in the water, and T-Bob pretty much meets them halfway, pushing the whole shark vehicle to the surface. Right, I thought this was pretty incredible. He turned into like super robot. You like, yeah. like he has robotic yeah. adrenaline going through his tubes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> robotic adrenaline. That's good. Uh, well, And I didn't understand. Well, he's complaining that he can't do anything, and all of a sudden he's pushing the whole vehicle up there. Exactly. Anyway, um, so Matt and Dusty, they snatch up Gloria off of the shark, and then T-Bob ends up pushing Shark all the way to the surface. Right, and, and at first Matt, I actually thought he was going to ram that sucker into the sub. Yeah, I don't understand how he, he just kind of like <laughs> took a long way around or something and came over by the sub and then pushes it back up by the surface. And uh, once Matt and Dusty and Gloria get back up to the surface and they're on the beach, Matt uh, <laughs> makes a little joke. What are you trying to do, Gloria? Break up the team? No way! But for a moment there, I thought I'd spend the rest of my life married to Shark. That's for sure. <laughs> so she's implying that she would regret not being married maybe to Matt? And this, hmm. this is where my hunch, you know, and I always assume that there's something going on. And this kind of just adds to that little hunch that something's going on there. Yeah. So, Scott, he tells T-Bob to... He tells him to dry off using Thunderhawk's exhaust. Right. You better dry off. All you gotta do is stand behind Thunderhawk's exhaust for a few minutes. If you don't mind, I think I'll drip dry. And I was kind of miffed here that is that uh, the thanks that T-Bob gets for saving Gloria? Exactly. <laughs> they didn't really, you know, they're pushing, pushing, pushing T-Bob to get down there and do this and get out. And he saves the day and doesn't give it any credit. And all That's he gets all is a jet blast in the face. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, use this exhaust to dry off. Yeah. Anyway, about that time, Switchblade appears over the trees. Phase two. Come on, T-Bob. Help a little. I'm... I'm... It's a whale! Relax, T-Bob. It's only a rubber boy with a message pouch attached to it. Say what? <laughs> exactly. What? It reminds me of the... This is going back to 70s. Reminds me of uh, a MASH episode where this propaganda bomb blows up and it's just a bunch of papers. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. Well, I know. I watch too much TV. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the message is from Venom, obviously, wanting control of the Panama Canal. And if they just don't get it, they'll end up blowing up the sub with the missile on Switchblade. What is funny is earlier in the episode, and now they refer to Switchblade as the Switchblade. 
Venom wants control of the Panama Canal. If they don't get it, they'll blow up the sub with the missile on the switchblade. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what the quirk was about that. But uh, in any event, they've um, got to use the missile on the switchblade, creating a nuclear contamination. And if they tampered with the sub, the missile was already set to, to launch and home in on it anyway. So no matter what, if you don't get the canal, then no one gets anything. You're screwed. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Matt, you know, as soon as, as soon as he's done reading the message, this is where we get the mass call-up, which is later than, I think, any episode we've reviewed so far. Yeah. It's always been way before the commercial break, and um, we could pretty much guess who he was going to pick. Uh, you know, Gloria being there... Dusty being there, and they go through it real quick. There's no antics. There's no, uh, you know, you know, somebody doing something and their alarm going off on their watch and going to Boulder Hill. It was just the computer going through the agents, and they did add uh, Hondo onto the end, and Matt tells the computer after it's through. Dusty and Gloria are already here. Get me Hondo. So then uh, after the call-up, Matt gets back on the phone to uh, the Bolt Corporation. He wants the password to talk directly through the Thunderhawk computer with this Brian the Brain computer. Right, and the uh, joke is that the password is... Captain Hook! <laughs> After all, Brian is a captain of sorts. Yeah, but we're going to demote him. Yeah. <laughs> but then Joe, like, just adds to it. He says, just warns that Brian brain is very stubborn so right which he's already changed his access code right so uh so for quite a while i was a little uh i liked that they kind of added the time to it but i thought it was a little lengthy but in any event we see matt and dusty just literally hand typing the access code through thunderhawk trying to find that right passcode for brian the brain and they finally cracked it with Brian kind of welcoming the hackers. Yeah, he finally gets through. I I found it kind of interesting that Matt used the term hack. Um, that didn't seem like a word used back uh, in the eighties, but I guess it I guess it was. I'm not a not a computer person. Um, he finally gets through to the computer. Hello, to the user who knows my password. I'm Brian the Brain. We doggies, you did it. Hello, Brian. This is Matt Tracker. I know your name, Mr. Tracker. You gave the grant to create me. I need to know where you are. Some evil people have control over you. No one controls me. Yes, of course, you are very smart. But you need to release your hold over the submarine. Take the submarine into the depths of the ocean and sink it. That would not be logical. You wish me to destroy myself. This conversation is terminated. Goodbye. And pretty much hangs up on Matt. <laughs> and the good news is, though, Hondo in Firecracker, he's already tracing the call. He's tracing the computer signal. And he triangulates the position on the computer in Firecracker with uh, Gloria sitting next to him. Once Matt finds out that He's got him tracked down. He tells everybody that he's got a plan. So 
that's when we get Mask rolling out and Thunderhawk is converting. We get Gator's boat going into the water and then we get Firecracker. And then as they're rolling out, Mayhem spots them from up above. And he radios over to Venom. Venom, do you read me? Yeah, Mayhem. What are you loafers doing? Rax is catching up on his beauty sleep and Dagger is improving his mind. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, then Miles just kind of casually tells him, well, Mask is on their way. I'd like you to pay them a visit. Right, right. You know, at least it's a little a, comical now, not the the typical ordery, oh, you blundering idiots, get on it right now, or whatever he yeah, usually yeah. says. Vanessa was real sarcastic in this one. Yes, she was. <laughs> so after Mayhem gives him the warning, Matt tracks on the computer from Thunderhawk uh, where this uh, Brian the Brain is, and as soon as he gets kind of over some trees... Jackhammer and Piranha start opening fire on Thunderhawk, and he, they really catch Matt by surprise. <laughs> and he kind of dips down low. He's kind of flying low uh, among the trees, and we see Manta coming up from above. And she's closing in overhead. This ought to knock your socks off. And she fires the a couple missiles from the front of Manta towards Thunderhawk. They miss. And Matt has to pull this like straight up maneuver as he's approaching this mountain. So he saves it. And uh, he radios over to Dusty and tells him, Give him a bath, Dusty. I think they could use one. Yeah, I thought I smelled a skunk or two. Or three. <laughs> Dusty's already, he's in the gator boat, and he fires the depth charge kind of up over his head and in front of him. Makes this big uh, splash in the water. It comes up and pretty much engulfs Manta as she's flying overhead, and it causes her to lose control and crash and right into the shallow beach there. Right. And she, she comes uh, wandering out of the door, kind of leaving Manta for the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> right. Matt shoots a blast right onto Jackhammer's hood, mm-hmm. which ends up uh, kind of melting the turret guns, but Dagger still, I guess, thinks he can still shoot. Or not doesn't know that the turret guns are, have been melted, and he starts shooting, which ends up like literally killing Jackhammer even more. And it runs into the water. And poor old Rax, with his bad luck with Piranha, he ends up launching a missile out of the sub with Dusty using a freeze ray to basically smash the pieces. Then Rax jumps into the subpart, and Gator leads him right into a pillar of rocks. Well, it sends the piranha sub into a, like a loop-de-loo, then ends up crashing, giving Rax a hot seat, li- quite literally. <laughs> and uh, it, it pretty much explodes. Yeah. And he runs into the water to well, cool off, 
then we end up seeing a grappling hook come down and grab the front of uh, Gator's uh, front cannon, and it toes him along the ground. As yeah, I, <laughs> I, I didn't catch this, but I guess if you don't have your wheels, you got to do something. I guess. Yeah, we've never really seen the Gator boat go back into the Jeep, so I guess when you don't have the Jeep, That's right. <laughs> you need the tow cable. <laughs> he pulls him along the ground, and. It just happens to stop kind of right at the the edge of the uh, clearing where their hideout is. And uh, Dusty um, shoots the freeze cannon directly at this Brian the Brain computer. So this is where you've been hiding. Oh! Oh! Looks like we turned one of them into a human popsicle, Matt. Guess he knows when he's licked. In the process, Vanessa gets a little cooled off in the uh, rear end, and she goes running into the woods. While she's and, grabbing uh, her butt. That was what I thought was kind of comical. She's just grabbing it. And, uh, well, the freeze cannon uh, disables the computer from controlling the sub. And Matt, at that point, warns... Well, we've got to get moving. Venom escaped. They'll contact Mayhem for sure. Um, then we cut the Mayhem. He's pitching a fit that uh, Venom didn't come through. And we see Swishblade uh, above Mask, who is now hauling uh, by like tow cables from get the Gator boat and from Firecracker. They're towing the sub out of the canal. And that's when Mayhem comes in and shoots his missile at the sub. Right, and I thought this was pretty impressive motors that, you know, Firecracker and the Gator Boat can pull this massive nuclear-powered sub. Right, but, right. But uh, nonetheless, we see a panning shot of the interior of Switchblade, which I thought was pretty impressive, as he prepares to launch a missile at the sub. Gloria then launches, like, a fishing net from Shark, which ends up catching this missile midair. Then Matt... I guess they're playing football. He ends up catching the net <laughs> with the grappling hook and carries it away. Uh, uh, Miles adds uh, another incredibly memorable comment here. He says, Today was your day, Mask, but tomorrow will be mine. You'll see. Well, <laughs> you know, Matt drops the, the missile off into the ocean and has his final word. When it comes to a Venom missile... It just can't beat some masked muscle. Yeah. And uh, this is where we see another good uh, panning shot instead of it. It's of uh, Thunderhawk instead. And then we see Matt using the grappling hook again to, I guess, add some dragging power. It, it, it's all four masked vehicles pulling the sub all the way through the canal. And that leads us right into our public service announcement. That it does. Uh we this time uh, T Bob and Scott are traveling down the road, and T Bob gets a flat tire. Emergency panic situation. We're stranded. Relax. There's a phone right here. Of course, T Bob, being the pessimist, says, uh, "Well, there's no phone book in there. How are we gonna, you know, get help?" And then Scott says, I've memorized my home phone and address. I don't need the phone book or information. 
It's important to know these things in case of an emergency. We don't need a phone book. That's right. So, <laughs> always remember your home phone number and the number for 911. That's right. <laughs> and don't freak out if you get a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, verdict time. Oh, I was I was having a hard time with this one. It it I liked that they gave some time uh, where needed, but I think it was a little excessive. I was a little disappointed that we didn't see a lot of Venom activity until after uh, the commercials, really like the halftime. You really didn't see much. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little bit. Um, the storyline wasn't really that captivating to me. I wasn't really drawn to it. Uh, it was decent, but not uh, not awe-inspiring. Um, some good close-up shots of both Switchblade and Thunderhawk as they're turning around. Uh, Scott and T-Bop were abused, is about the best word I can put to it. It, it was way <laughs> too much of them. And on top of that, it was way too much of their corny jokes. Agreed. Hondo's purpose, to me, was a little ridiculous. Um, he was called up just to triangulate the signal for Brian the Brain and maybe to use a little oomph from Firecracker to tow this uh, yeah. sub through the canal. The wetsuit and the breathing mask on T-Bob, who was already swimming, I realize it's a cartoon. I'm probably reading it a little too into it, but it's kind of a moot point after the fact. If he's already drenched, what's the point? Yeah. Um, with that said, I was actually at a 3.5, and the, because we end up rounding up in this rating scheme, I gave it a <laughs> well, 4. you don't have to round up. That was just my rule. I know, but I like <laughs> rounding up, too. So I gave it a 4. Uh, it was a reluctant 4, but it was still a 4. How about you? I was one lower. I think this is the third one in a row. I gave it a 3. Mm. Um. The action starts early in the episode. We mentioned that. That was good. That was a little change of pace. Um, wasn't a lot of Scott and T-Bob set up or really side story. They were pretty much involved in the first, basically first half of the episode until Matt tells them to hightail it back to the hotel once uh, he does the call-up. So we get basically T-Bob and Scott helping for most of the episode. There were some cool capabilities with uh, the onboard computers, you know, and the, the triangulating and the, the talking directly with the computer and, and trying to hack in, and then obviously the video conferencing, I guess you would say. Right. Um, that was all real good. I liked the technology. Um, even though it was kind of hokey, I liked that Mask took out each Venom vehicle except for Switchblade, you know, the, the way they took him out, that it was more than just, uh, you know, shooting something and making Venom crash. They were, the vehicles were pretty much disabled. Um, I'd like the change of the, instead of uh, getting the joke at the end of the episode, they were kind of riding off into the sunset, so to speak. Right. Uh, at the very end. So, the, the overall plot was decent. Um, there was some, you know, decent drama there with Gloria, but the, I'll go on to the, what I call the bad parts. Um, you know, they didn't give T-Bob any credit for, for helping out. I think that could have 
actually could have ended the episode or something, you know, thanking him, thanking him and Scott. Exactly. Why did they need C4 plastic explosive on a nuclear sub? I didn't get that. Um, Give a little bump. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's already nuclear. What more do you want? Um, And again, why was Hondo even needed on the mission? He really wasn't. There's too many bad jokes and puns, like you said. And even the times when they did like laugh at those jokes, it was like Matt would laugh, and then Dusty would laugh, and then Glory would laugh. They weren't like laughing together, which is kind of, I don't know, didn't seem right. Right. Um, and then, of course, as I've given lower ratings before, Mayhem kind of gave up way too easily at the end. We've seen him shoot more than one missile out of there. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but this time, it was only like he only had that one missile, which, I don't know, that didn't kind of sit well with me. But and I didn't like the little net and tow cable trick at the end with the <laughs> missile. I would have thought it would have like shot right through there. But it's a cartoon. I understand that. But just judging on what we've seen in the past, we know that they, what they can do. Um, I gave it a three. And then, of course, the just that little tick where I like the that aura was in reverse or whatever, that she could do that capability, but it really wasn't too clear why she needed to put it in reverse to get right. T-Bot unstuck. But what, uh, did you see some tie-ins to the script? I saw one in the hillside escape where uh, they're battling it out and Matt is right at the end trying to pull up and he just narrowly like touches that hillside. And that's that's one of our uh, scenes towards the end, uh, where he's trying to well, basically save himself out of a out of a nosedive. That's about all I really caught. How about you? Um, I guess just the fact that well, there's that one scene where when Brax jumps into the sub and he's kind of following Dusty and um, he kind of gets right up behind him before he <laughs> blows himself up, but um. There is a like gator boat scene in the script, um, gator uh, piranha battle, I guess you would say. Right. Um, we don't have a shark, but Gloria, she teams up with Dusty um, in our movie. So, for the most part, I guess you would say for the for the main uh, the main battle at the end and uh, one other time she's in with Dusty with uh, Gator, but it just reminded me that we. We do have a water battle. That is right. So let's, uh, we got a few uh, comments this week. We had seven people vote. Um, three voted for a three, three voted for a four, and one five. So I guess we are kind of split, but more towards uh, on average of a four right. than, uh, than anything. So you were more in line with everybody this week, and we got three comments. So, who was our first commenter? Uh, we got a vintage video game geek. Uh, I gave it a four. We got to see Shark in submarine mode for the first time, and a little more of Vanessa flying around in Manta. As usual, there were some things that didn't make any sense, like that T-Bob launcher that just happened to be mounted on Shark's hood. Also, why did T-Bob meet a wetsuit when a few minutes before we see him swimming with Scott? Finally, we saw in previous episodes that the masks are not airtight, and yet 
Gloria puts on her mask and swims underwater with it. Yeah, I mean, some good points there. Obviously, we mentioned the one about T-Bob swimming around. I think I remember Gloria actually putting something on her mask. She she gets the mask down, and it seemed like she adjusted something on the front there. That's so what I remember breathe. doing something right. like she's adjusting a gasket or something. Yeah, yeah, or putting some kind of breathing element or something on the front. But, yeah, he obviously was in more line with uh, what you thought of the the episode. Right. Good points there. Thanks for the comment. And uh, our buddy Bill over at matttracker.com, he said, uh, this episode didn't really leave any impression on me. I still love it because it's Mask, but not one of my favorites of the series. That's, and then our buddy Anna. That's right. She she said, this is an okay episode. I really like Brian the Brain's attitude and the way he behaves when he talks to Matt Tracker. The episode also has some good action scenes in connection with the submarine. However, the animation is not so good, and I think the butt-hurt scenes that rack <laughs> Vanessa are a bit too childish. I also think Mayhem gives up too easily at the end. Didn't he have more than one torpedo? Yep, there's my point. Exactly. Uh, he should have uh, He should have came a little bit stronger at the end, I think, but... Of course, he wants to fight another day. That's right. That's <laughs> what I think he's. That's what he's doing. He's waiting to fight another day. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, that'll about does it for our uh, review of episode nineteen. Uh, coming up in our next episode, we will be up to episode twenty, and this is uh, the cold fever episode, which I believe when we had Eric from BoulderHill.net on was one of his favorites. And in this episode, during a trip to Alaska, Bruce Sato falls ill from a terrible virus, and Mask finds that Venom has the only cure. So that will be fun. We are we'll have to bundle up for that episode. So we're going to Alaska. We're back in the U.S. after uh, seems like we've been uh, international for a while. Yeah, it's be great to be back in the USA. Well, we've had an awesome time. Once again, sorry it's been so long since we've been on a mass cast, but uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And on behalf of Jason, this is Wyatt, and thanks for joining us on Mass Cast.